0: Coming up on Five Minute News Biden raises ceasefire and civilian toll in call to Netanyahu. Supreme Court to take up major abortion rights challenge. And powerful cyclone hits land in India amid deadly virus surge. It's Tuesday, May 18. I'm Anthony Davis. President Joe Biden expressed support for a ceasefire between Israel and Gaza's militant Hamas rulers in a call to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on Monday, but stopped short of demanding an immediate stop to the eight days of Israeli airstrikes and Hamas rocket barrages that have killed more than 200 people, most of them Palestinian. Biden's carefully worded statement in a White House readout of his second known call to Netanyahu in three days as the attacks pounded on came with the administration under pressure to respond more forcefully despite its determination to wrench the US foreign policy focus away from Middle East conflicts. Biden's comments on a ceasefire were open-ended according to the White House That's in contrast to demands from dozens of Democratic lawmakers and others for an immediate halt by both sides But the readout of the call showed increased White House concern about the bombing Including Israeli airstrikes aimed at weakening Hamas while sticking to forceful support for Israel The US leader encouraged Israel to make every effort to ensure the protection of innocent civilians, the White House said. But that was in the statement only after it said he renewed his firm support for Israel's right to defend itself against indiscriminate rocket attacks. Critics say Netanyahu instigated rocket attacks on Gaza to create a diversion from his own corruption charges. Netanyahu told security officials late on Monday that Israel would continue to strike terror targets in Gaza as long as necessary in order to return calm and security to all Israeli citizens. The Supreme Court agreed on Monday to a showdown over abortion in a case that could dramatically alter nearly 50 years of rulings on abortion rights. With three justices appointed by former President Donald Trump as part of a 6-3 conservative majority, the court is taking on a case about whether states can ban abortions before a fetus can survive outside the womb. Mississippi, which is asking to be allowed to enforce an abortion ban after 15 weeks of pregnancy, is not asking the court to overrule the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision confirming a woman's right to an abortion – or a decision 19 years later that reaffirmed it. But abortion rights supporters said the case is a clear threat to abortion rights. The court cannot uphold this law without overturning the principal protections of Roe v. Wade, Nancy Northup, President and CEO of the Centre for Reproductive Rights, said in a call with reporters. Even if the court does not explicitly overrule earlier cases, a decision favourable to the state could lay the groundwork for allowing even more restrictions on abortion, including state bans on abortion once a fetal heartbeat is detected as early as six weeks. The case probably will be argued in the fall, with a decision likely in the spring of 2022, during the campaign for congressional midterm elections. Mississippi's ban had been blocked by lower courts as inconsistent with Supreme Court precedent that protects a woman's right to obtain an abortion before the fetus can survive outside the womb The justices had put off action on the case for several months Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, an abortion rights proponent, died just before the court's new term began in October Her replacement, Justice Amy Coney Barrett, is the most open opponent of abortion rights to join the court in decades. A powerful cyclone that emerged in the Arabian Sea made landfall on India's western coast on Monday, hours after authorities evacuated hundreds of thousands of people and suspended COVID-19 vaccinations in one state. Cyclone Thai, the most powerful storm to hit the region in more than two decades, came ashore in Gujarat state with heavy rain, a battering storm surge and sustained winds of up to 103 miles an hour. Forecasters warned of possible extensive damage from high winds, heavy rainfall and flooding in low-lying areas. Twelve people were reported dead before the storm hit land, and hundreds of thousands were evacuated, a process complicated by the coronavirus pandemic The massive storm came as India is battling a devastating coronavirus surge, and both the storm and the virus could exacerbate the efforts of the other The storm had already led to the suspension of some vaccination efforts and there is greater risk of virus transmission in crowded evacuation shelters. In Gujarat, vaccinations were suspended for two days and authorities worked to evacuate hundreds of thousands of people to temporary relief shelters. The state's capital Mumbai was lashed by heavy rain and strong winds, forcing authorities to suspend operations at the city's main airport. Virus lockdown measures, meanwhile, could slow relief work after the storm and damage from the storm could destroy roads and cut vital supply lines for vaccines and medical supplies needed for virus patients. Damage from the storm is also likely to particularly hurt the poor, who are already stretched to the limit by the economic impact of the virus.